0: Good afternoon and good evening. Everybody, welcome back to another NRL Fantasy Discord Teamless Tuesday. We are here for round 22. We are at the business end of the head-to-head rounds. Um, Scotty, Roscoe, Scoop, how are we all doing, guys?
1: Timmy, good, mate. Very good. Timmy boy, we're back, baby.
2: (laughs) Doing pretty well, thanks.
0: Thanks, Scoop. Mate, it's it's nice to hang out with a commoner now that Ross and Scotty have move to the Thursday afternoon show. It's the, the Superstars.
3: <laughs> Hold on. We're, we're hearing big things this week, though. Hearing massive things. Oh, oh Timmy boy. It's
0: going to no be live what you're talking on about, Thursday. Mate. No idea what you're talking about, mate. There's no way I would have ever just done a start to a show where it was going to be about me going on to Thursdays afternoon. Thursday afternoon
3: show. All. Oh, someone's pretty excited. Let's not let's not be too humble now, Timmy. The An answer to the world.
0: Ah, <laughs> oh, yes, yes, absolutely. Fingers crossed, um, guys. I'm pretty sure Cookie's going to join us later on. I I think he's busting it a bit to tell us how good the the rabidos are going. So. Look forward to that. All right, guys. Well, let's get started with Penrith and Storm. Now, Scotty, we were just talking about this just, just before we started. We're expecting some changes to this Penrith team. Um, looking at Taylor May, Dylan Edwards, who both finished the game uh, carrying injuries. Um, so there could be some changes there. We see Eisenhowth come into the starting side for Fisher Harris. Um, yeah, so we're thinking. You're thinking Staines is a chance of coming in? Yeah,
3: hundred percent. I think I think yeah, I think May will probably miss out. There's no point risking him anymore because pretty much got the minor premiership wrapped up, so yeah. um, which means Brian Tor probably moves to the left outside Tago and then Staines will move to the right. Um and that also yeah. depends on Dylan Edwards as well. If he plays Staines oh, yeah. might be at the back.
0: Well, they've also got Taruva on the bench as well, who could move to fullback. So, yeah, it could be some changes to that Penrith side. Um, But in terms of fantasy at the moment, that Penrith side isn't really fantasy relevant.
3: No, mate, it isn't. Um, I'm stuck with Brian Toho at the moment. I'm really struggling watching his scores at the minute, and he's predicted 33-34 this week. Which yeah. I'm really worried about. Um, so he's potentially a trade out for me this week. Um, but the other one's probably Isaiah Yo. He got a 65 on the weekend. He looks like he's going to play big minutes because obviously, like they've got no one left really in that. You um, So yeah, yeah it Did,
0: wouldn't surprise me. last week? I think. If he gets last week, score. you said his his average without without Cleary was about 65, wasn't it? Yeah, I was about to uh, say. Yeah, six,
3: 61. Yeah, 61 without yeah. Cleary. Any, any beat that. It's the back.
1: Cleary effect, hey. Yeah. yeah. It's,
3: and that's Paulie's man. Like he said, he's a mm. great
1: pod for the run home. Bloody hell, he's doing well. 66, yeah. you take that.
0: Yeah, especially with some of the other carders going around. I uh, think of guys like Max King and... Um, Cameron McKinnis, as, as other guys have probably underperformed last week for, for certain teams. so And Tohu is another one that's underperformed as well. Um, guys, I know a few people, Roscoe, a few people were looking at bringing in O'Sullivan last week. It's just, especially the more outs that start to happen, it's just you probably don't need to go for O'Sullivan, try and avoid Penrith players at this uh... stage apart from you know
1: He's not, he's not the worst shout. Like, I mean, if you've got heaps of trades, yeah, sure, go for it. He's, he's a good pod. Um, but I just don't know anyone with lots of trades, so I just can't really recommend yeah. it. But, yeah, if you've got plenty on, yeah, it's a couple of weeks of um, high scoring, I, I reckon, out of O'Sullivan.
0: Yeah, fair, fair. All right. Uh, Scoop, let's jump over to that Melbourne side. Meaning he is at fullback. We've got Nofaluma on the wing with Cam Munster moving back to 5'8 to join Cooper Jones. Um, as for the rest of the side, Eisenhuth is in the second row with Kafusi on um, on leave for his father's passing. Uh, Chris Lewis joins the interchange, and so not too much expected in terms of change for Melbourne side in the reserves. Um the big one is Cam Munster after getting that 90 last week's scoop. Did you manage to get him in, or is he now someone you need to get in this
2: week? No, I picked the wrong guy to replace Cleary. I watched all those 80s and 90s fly by, and I got 38 from Fogarty instead. But Yeah, I def- definitely, he's such a... Him and Murray are probably two of the biggest targets this week, I'd say.
0: Yeah, yeah, Absolutely. Um, Roscoe, is there anyone else? Really? I mean, Harry Grant's doing pretty good. He's looking around there, 60 average for the run home. So that's a pretty good. Yeah, idea.
1: Harry Grant, 100%. He's um, not heavily owned, so pottish Yeah, for sure. Harry Grant's the one I'd be targeting. But, yeah, uh, like what we said Cross before it. with Munster, I, he's a must-have. He's a must-have, just the way he's playing. No, no Hughes in the side for the next week or two.
0: Yeah, to the moon, baby. Um, Guys, where do we sit on running three hookers at the moment, especially over the back end of the season? Ideally running Cook, Grant, and Robson. How do you guys feel about running three hookers this year?
2: I don't mind it if you've got cover, but this year feels like a year that it is hard to get good cover in the final few rounds. So it really depends on how deep your team goes.
1: Yeah, exactly
0: what Scoop said. All right, guys, uh, the other one that's probably worth watching in that side we talked about last week with Nofaluma. It's just worth keeping on. I think could go on try-scoring run. But as Roscoe said, if you've got a few trades up your sleeve, here's one you can look at. But most of us haven't got a few trades up our sleeve. Um, boys, anyone else you want to talk about in, that, in either of those two teams?
2: Cooper Johns would have been really interesting if Hughes had been out for longer, but reports now that he's only going to be out for a couple of games at most, isn't it?
0: Yeah, and I probably think that's probably really hard for for Hughes owners. If he's only out for two weeks, guys, is Hughes a sell or is, do you just try and battle your way through the carnage?
2: I think if you're down to one, you have to hold him. If you've got two, I'd probably trade.
0: Scotty, agree? Yeah, agreed, mate. Sweet. All right, guys. Um, moving to the Warriors side, and this looks more like a normal team rather than the mess that they delivered last week. Uh, Valia is in the centres, so that mucks up some people's um, looping option. Arcee is at 5 weight waiting and returns to the hooking role. So, who is at prop alongside Fenua Blake with Aitken and Murchie in the second row? Curran returns to the starting lock role, with the interchange having Freddie Lusick, Bunti Afola, Alicia Katoa, Jackson Fry. Um, as for the dogs, uh, there's not too much change to that team. Fatala Mariner is named in the 13 with. Uh, Josh Jackson named in the eleven, though they'll probably swap around just like they did on game day. And Harrison Edwards comes into the interchange for Tavita Pangai Jr., uh, who's elected to not travel to New Zealand for family reasons. Um, all right, well, let's have a look. I mean, Tohu's probably... Tohu and Aitken, and now possibly current, I guess, as well. But Tohu and Aitken... They're pretty pretty tough for owners, aren't they, Scotty?
3: Oh, all I'm going to say is hallelujah for friggin' Aiken. Welcome back, baby. Um, yeah, back in the back row, happy days. He should go all right in this game too. Um, I think he should get a bit of attacking upside. So, I think it's absolute Aitken's absolute gold this week, you know. And I think a few people sold him last week as well, which is even better. Um, so I'm really happy about that. Harris, yeah, he got 44 last week, but it was a bit of a bludger of a game for him. Bit, bit of a tough matchup. So, um, yeah, they got absolutely pumped. So I think that was a bit of an outlier week. This week, I think will be um, a bit better for him as well. So definitely both holds. Yeah. yeah,
0: scoop. Um, someone like Curran is he someone that people could? good look at. I I don't think they're going to muck around with their team like they did last week again. I think they'll realise that that wasn't the right, knowing he the right team last week.
2: Yeah, Josh Curran's one I've... He's one I've had an eye on for a while to see if he can get back to those scores of the last couple of years, because that second row and lock, when he actually has that position nailed down and gets good minutes, he can score really, really well. But... He just, it just keeps chopping and changing. Hopefully, he sticks there, but um, I'd probably want a week to look at him, and unlike somebody like the Dewey situation where he might come out and score a 70 or an 80 in kickstart, it's safer to watch for a week. He does have dual position mid-edge, so and at 547k, he's an attractive price point, but it, unless you really need that last 50-point score on your bench, you'd probably be looking more towards the guns.
0: So... Just to give you an idea, current at 547k has a 60 point average uh, when playing lock this year.
1: Yeah,
0: <sighs> that's,
3: yeah. that's
2: good, eh? Hey? Like, yeah,
3: how much if he stayed there, he, point,
1: did, his,
0: five, did The predictors
1: got him at 40 six, this week, unfortunately. Yep.
0: Super coach. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Thanks, Paulie. It is a different coach, so that is definitely something to consider. And Stacy Jones, I'm not sure if he knows how to coach based on what we've seen in the last couple of weeks. Um, outside of that, there's no one else really worth looking at in that New Zealand side. Um, moving to the doggies and Paulie Matt Burton continues to kick on with some good scores, getting a sixty last week in a losing side. Yeah, that's right.
4: He's um um, so Garn, he won't get dual position next year, so it'll be a much tougher choice for his current owners, um, whether to roll, roll with him or not. But right now centre, it's just a bonus,
0: really. Yeah, it, it's, all, it's all looking up. Um, the, the other one that I was looking at there before was um, Jackson to Pine. So he's had a 63 and a 41 in his last two games starting in the back row. Um at five hundred and eighty-six K, would you look at Tupine at the moment, Paulie, or is he way too potish to be worth looking at?
4: Oh, just a bit too expensive. Um, yeah, but you know, anyone that plays 80 minutes we've got their eye on. But remember last year he did the same thing, so it's just it just priced him out for this year.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, Scotty. Other guys in that dog side like um, Max King and Fatala Mariner and and for you, even Josh Jackson. What's, where do we kind of sit on those sort of guys?
3: Yeah, so I'm keeping Josh Jackson. I think dual position is really handy. you get at least 45 each week. Um, RFM had a bit of a lower score last week, 33. Um, obviously, he's going to go onto the edge. So, um, But in saying that, he could have a an up week this week and get a 55. So he's definitely one to, he's a very handy 18th man, I reckon, or one to loop in. Yeah. And then Maxi King, I I think you got to keep him. I really do. TPJ out. TPJ out might help his minutes a little bit more. So yeah, definitely keep him.
0: It's, It's kind of a tricky one. I think it comes back to, as you said earlier, Roscoe, the idea of having multiple large numbers of trades at this stage. If you've got the luxury of being able to upgrade Max King, then
1: yeah. go for it. But if- yeah, I agree. Um, he's he's going to get those 50 55, So, and I mean, as a bench player, that's pretty decent, unless you want to go the next tier, like yeah. Scoop said before. Um, yeah, I, I'm all for Jackson to pine too. I just devote he's getting too many minutes this this year. I want him... To lose a few points, so we can get him next year.
0: Just like he's proper potish at the moment too. To pine, like his overall ownership is zero point six six percent. There's only zero point zero two percent in the top five thousand, and no one in the top thousand, no one in the top hundred. So. You've got to be a brave man to pick him up if you're in that top sort of
1: category. But yeah, it's super potish, super potish.
0: Super pottish if you were looking to go down that path. All right, guys, we're gonna to move to the eels and the rabbitos with uh Cookie's just messaged me through. He says he's not gonna be able to make it tonight. Um got some family stuff that he needs to deal with. So thoughts with you, Cookie. All right, so eels. Um, they keep Wanga Blake on his best position, not his preferred position, out on the wing. Uh, Jake Arthur is in the seven. Uh, the only other change is, or the only other main thing is, Ofehiki Ogden comes onto the interchange with Makatoa moving to the reserves. Uh, as for the bunnies, debutant Isaac Thompson had a great game last week and holds onto his wing position. Sele comes into starting prop and. Saluka Fafita drops out of the side. The other one that's missing out is Tom Burgess, um, and no one's really upset about that except for Cookie. So, guys, um, Dylan Brown's the big one. poorly out of Parramatta is—is is he worth picking up though this week? With rumours that Yep, uh, I mean, Moses well. is back next week.
4: Yeah, so that's the thing. So, obviously, if you're desperate for a half, Dylan Brown's got to be on your radar, but there's probably three or four in front of him. So, it's just a matter of where you're situated. But, yeah, he's still putting up good numbers. Um, he's probably tied with about Ben Hunt level at the moment. So, you've got your very top tier monsters going for that tier. And then the Ben Hunt tier that Dylan Brown firmly sits in.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Now, Scoop, the other one that's probably jumped onto a lot of people's radar over the last couple of weeks is Sean Lane. And especially after last week without Moses, Sean Lane was very much a big part of their attack last week.
2: Yeah, Lane's, Lane's been really good the last two months or so. He's been killing it and been especially getting a couple of cheeky, cheeky tries and try assists on that left side. Um, seven fifty three k. I think I think you can get him if Moses will be back and if you're still worried about the difference in the halves affecting him um, versus uh, the matches before last week. I don't really think you need to be. I think you can bring him in as a gun. It's just that whether you think he'll be that much more valuable than using the extra hundred k to get a Murray.
0: Um, Scotty or Roscoe, how does Sean, who does Sean Lane li- line up against this week? Is it Colin Matangi or Arrow? Colin Matangi. Colin yeah.
1: Matangi. Sean Lane's predicted to be Eels' top scorer with 58.5. So, yeah, huge, huge for Lane. Um, I think he'll be slipping past Colin Matangi a few times as well. Yeah, I
0: think that might be the case as well. Just having a look at something.
1: All right. Um, um, yeah. You go, man. Oh, I was just going to say on the flip side, um, yeah, the old where we say if you can get Murray, he's predicted 81. So, um, hello, Jesus. hello.
0: Yeah.
1: Massive upgrade.
0: Well, before we get to Cam Murray, and can't wait to talk about him, Um there is one guy that um, got pointed out at the start of the show just down in the chat. Uh, someone that was expected to go for another, he's expecting another 70 from this week, and that's Clint Gutherson. Guys, would you be picking up Clint Gutherson at this stage of the season? Not against Not. this matchup.
3: <laughs> uh, uh, okay. He goes yeah. well without Moses
0: oh, in the team, but what's the point yeah. if Moses is back next week? No point. Yeah, it would be good one 10 if, trades. You, if you knew Moses was out long term. Be a really good one um, for more than for like the rest of the season. That'd be a really good one to look at getting. Um, obviously, guys like Papa Lee and Madison will continue to score reasonable. Um, Marnie's the other one over the last couple of weeks. who's kind of come back in at some half-decent scores, um, but realistically, I think you, you've you probably seen enough to know that they're going to be up and down and you can look at moving money on to someone else if you have the luxury of trades. Um, moving over to the Bunny side. Now, Paulie Luttrell is, like, he's putting out great scores. It's just, you almost want him to be more involved, but at the same time... Him not being involved allows him to get the good scores. Mate, he's a gun. He's yeah. a
4: gun, he's top tier talent. And um, you know, now that he's kicking goals, even his bad games, the five floors and in the past. So, yeah, it's, it's a no front
0: yeah. yeah, he's an absolute superstar of the NRL fantasy world at the moment, that's for sure. Um, Damien Cook and Cam Murray seem like the other guys that are really important in terms of fantasy. Um Scotty, Cam Murray was an absolute pickup last week and he proved it. Um He's pretty much one of the top captaincy options this week. I think you just said, what is it 80 that he's predicted at?
3: Yeah, 81. I'm with Paulie. He said on the show that Cam Murray is probably one of the best options to captain for the rest of the season. And, I, I tend to agree with him. I think with these type of matchups, he's going to get that eighty minutes as well. So, you know, he's going to get seven plus. Yeah. Um, and Cook's the same. Yep. He's predicted at seventy, sixty nine, seventy. So, um, I just think, I just think these two are just going to get nuts for the rest of the season. I think they're great options for captaincy. So, and um, Parra are not yep. very good up the middle either.
0: <laughs> yeah. No. Exactly. Um, And Cook, obviously, Scoop is the other one there that we, if you can get Cook into your team, ideally you try and get Cook into your team as well without doing too many other trades.
2: Yeah, I think so. Last week was slightly down from what we've come to expect, 59 with a try, which initially seems concerning, but he only made 29 tackles because all he was doing was standing there while the Rabbitohs were kicking goals. So, I mean, the last four matches he's got, a para penrith cows Roosters, he's going to make a lot of tackles and be involved. I mean, he's an absolute prime pickup right now.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, Roscoe or Paulie, is there anyone else in either the Parramatta side or the Bunny side that you guys think we should talk about? No, I think you've done a good job, mate. All right, let's move to the Roosters and the Cowboys game. Now, as for the Roosters, uh, Matt Lodge and Warrior Hargraves are in the the prop rotation, Crichton and Butcher in the second row. On the bench is Connor Watson, Egan Butcher, Drew Hutchinson and Terrell May. Um, The biggest thing to remember for the Roosters side is that running of the two utilities um, means that guys like Butcher are getting huge minutes. Uh, Even Matt Lodge got some big minutes in that last game. And as for the Cowboys, the Cowboys are pretty much as per expectations, except for the fact that Reuben Cotter is starting this week. Uh, Jordan McLean returns from injury, and there is no Jake Granville on the interchange for the Cowboys. Um, All right. Uh, Roscoe. So you've got a choice this week. Tedesco or Manu, which one would you be trying to get into your team this week? Ooh,
1: ooh, ooh.
0: that's tough. Um, ooh,
1: probably, probably Manu. I love him. He's such a good player. Um, I know he's at center, but I think I, I just—I just all about the pods and. I know what what sort of runs he can go on, and he's getting the ball so much. Yeah, I'm going Marnu for sure, yeah. Marnu
0: for me. And and I think when you think about all those options at wing fullback, like if you're short of a wing fullback at the moment, getting a dual position wing fullback of of Joey Marnu seems like the best best overall option as well, doesn't it?
1: Yeah, DPP, you
0: can't beat it right now. Yeah, yeah. Um, Paulie Nat Butcher's one that. Is kind of doing some good things in the second row there. Um, people were lucky enough to pick him up, um, was it last week or the week before? can't remember now, but Nat which is one that, that owners are getting good rewards from. Is he still a pick-up?
4: Yeah, still under 600, so still a pick-up. Look, I wouldn't, I'd be tempering my expectations this week. I feel like the Cowboys generally this year have defended very well, although um, not so much maybe... A, Lately, Um, but I don't think it matters at his price. I just think you can get a guy who's going to put up big, potentially big scores for you for the rest of the year at a discount. So he's in that list, isn't he? There's quite a few guys and
0: everyone's clamoring for him, and he's one of them. Yeah, absolutely. Now, Scoop, uh, Angus Crichton's another one that a lot of people have. Um, He's doing quite well. Be happy
2: with him if you're an owner. I mean, yeah. I know a not insubstantial amount of people were talking about selling him the other week after that 34, but he, although he's done that once or twice this year, we know that he will hit that average, that mid 50s average, and he proved it last week. He can bounce back up to that big score and even it back out. He's fine.
0: Yeah. All right. Um, is there anyone else? I know Connor Watson had a 50-odd score, but he's not really someone that you need to be looking at at this stage of the year. Um, Scott, is there anyone else in that rooster side that we should be talking about more?
3: No, I don't think so, mate. I don't think so That's
0: at all. sweet. All right, well, let's move to the Cowboys side, and I think probably the biggest part here is those people that I'm are on Tom or Lolo. Could be just about time to get off that sinking ship if you own Tom Alolo, especially with the fact that they're running a full forward or a full, yeah, full forwards bench. means Tom Alolo should get limited minutes. Um, So that might be something to absolutely keep an eye on if you're a Tom Alolo owner. Uh, Roscoe, how do you feel about picking up Ruben Cotter at this stage of the season? Bye.
1: He's a buy. Um, PPM beast. Yeah. I, I, I had him before he got his hamstring, and I'm devoured he got that injury because I'd still have him now, and it would have saved me a couple of trades. But yeah, mate, like as I said a couple of weeks ago, his trajectory of minutes will go up from here on in. So, um, yeah. whether that, I don't think it, to be fair, I don't think it's going to come at the detriment of Lolo's minutes, though. Um, and I think Alolo still got a lot of good points in him, um, particularly with like a forward battle like this weekend. So he might not get the tackle breaks he... and whatnot. But, yeah, I think he'll have to play a bit longer
0: than what they normally do. Do, do you think so? Because basically they've got Neem who comes into the prop rotation, Tanua Brown and McLean that will come into the prop rotation, plus to get Lelua onto the field, Gilbert goes into the prop rotation.
1: Yeah, well, they've just, just got to share them, though, right? Like mm. Griffith, Neem, yeah, he's he's had a, a couple of good games too. So, yeah, I don't know. I I really don't know. It's the, they're stacked with their middle forwards and edges. So, yeah, it's good for good for uh, Robson owners, but um, not so oh. good for the the, oh. the big boys in the middle.
0: As a Robson owner, I am absolutely stoked. I am really happy to see Robson with this situation. Not that he hasn't been playing the eighty. But it should also mean that he should have fairly regular go forward this week as well. Yeah.
1: Um, what, what do you think, um, Paulie and Scotty? Uh, Lolo just minutes. Yeah.
3: Bloody Paulie hate just him. Jumped out for a bit. I just hate him. I hate Lolo. <laughs> Why,
0: Scotty?
3: I mean, need to have a bit more of a crack. Like Fair Dinkum, I don't, like He's not running enough. to be fair, he may as well swap with bloody bloody Cotter and just play front row and just run. Run for 50 minutes a game. Like yeah. How many metres did he make on the week? Only 136 metres, which is really down. He should be making 200 to 220 metres each game. Yeah, easily. So, easily. With the size, the size of him. You know, his output's not that good at the moment. So, you know, which is really... It is yeah. worrying. Like, it is, but... I don't think you can get rid of him now because you, like a lot of people are in that situation where they don't have enough trades.
0: Scotty, Valentine Holmes. Do you think that Valentine Holmes is someone that, if people jumped on him recently, is, it, is he someone that they should be getting off or is it just a matter of holding him and, and dealing with over for the rest of the season?
3: Well, you've got to hold him now, especially if you brought him in last week. Paid overs for him. Um, I was probably wrong on that take. Um, look, I don't think this matchup's going to be very good for him either against the Roosters. So, um,
0: just got to hold no, it now, hold and hope. And scoop. Yo. Yeah, mate. So just with with Holmes, he's probably also going to struggle to to get large uh, got large numbers of goals over the next couple of weeks as well, isn't he? The yeah, the ball. appeal
2: of The appeal of Holmes was probably two or three weeks back when he had that soft run of Tigers, St. George, Canterbury. But now three of the last four games are actually pretty tough matchups. You'd be relying on a massive score in the Warriors game to balance out his average compared to some of the other options. So if you have him, you can be a little bit worried. But, I mean, he's going really well, so it's all right. But I wouldn't be picking him up now, especially since his price has ballooned up to nearly 700k.
0: Absolutely. Um, And other one for owners if they hadn't come crashing back down to earth is Jeremiah Nanai, but that's always going to happen. All right. Um, Grosco, we're going to move to the Tigers and Sharks game. Now, as for the Tigers, they are pretty much, as per last week, James Robert is in the centres with Stafford Tower moving to the wing. St. Musgrove returns to the side and Offer Hengali moves to 13 with Pohl going back to the interchange. Uh, Seafarth retains his uh, second row spot with Luke Garner in the reserves. Um, And as for the Sharks, Lachlan Miller is named on the wing and Kay Dyke's still at fullback. Um, Trindle is in the halves with Moylan out. Um, Fanukin returns this week, pushing McInnes back to the bench. And Royce Hunt is in the reserves and could push his way into the team, maybe in front of someone like a Fafita or a Tolman. All right. So, Roscoe, first up, Adam Dewey,
1: the absolute legend, don't, Adam Dewey. Don't get me started on bloody Adam Dewey. Do you not own just, him, mate? Um, I do. I captained him last week. So for him to get oh, 58, it was bet. phenomenal. So – um Yeah, I was in a world of hurt at halftime. Yeah, wishing I went in Hines like everyone else, but no, it wasn't to be. But yeah, no, um, I feel like without Jackson Hastings, it just wasn't the same player. I might be wrong because it was just the game and he didn't get much ball. Um, And it just wasn't on. Like the, the, The way he played, it just wasn't working for him. And Paulie would probably attest, like, the Tigers weren't at their best
0: on yeah, Sunday. Absolutely. When when Paulie gets back, I'm sure I, I can't wait to hear his, his opinion on Dewey. So. Um, Scotty, a few people ended up playing pole in their 17 last week um, and were happily rewarded. So well done to those guys. He's been going really well, though, hasn't he, Paul? Yeah, I was one
3: of them. Yeah, he's he's really good. I rate him highly. He should be getting more minutes, to be fair. Should be getting 50 minutes a game if they're fair that's so. But he's back to the bench this week, which is annoying.
0: So, Yeah. And um, the other one that we kind of talked about a little bit last week, uh, Scoop, is Seafarth. So Seafarth, uh, he kind of he ended up being on an interchange. The, uh, sorry. No. He ended up yeah playing in the second row. He only played sixty-seven minutes, so he got forty-five points. Um normally when he plays in the second row, he does play eighty minutes. So he's one that if if you manage to pick him up or you're looking to pick up a, a cheap bloke for under five hundred K, Seafarth could be one for people to look at.
2: Yeah, I think if you're looking for a like for like trade uh, booth's booth's cheaper though now isn't he so safer probably a little bit more expensive to go up What's we'll he now he's four thirty three k so he's jumped up a bit, but he's if he's going to stay in that second row spot which it looks a little bit more solid now he's going to score a lot better than at his price as a seventeenth or eighteenth man i don't mind it
0: would would you consider roscoe would you consider if you, especially if he had a few trades obviously would you consider doing uh, fatal, cashing Fatal and Mariner down to Cefarth, Um especially if you're looking for a little bit of cash, Jen?
1: Um, possibly, yeah. That's probably not a bad shout. I mean, Seyfarth, he's, he's predicted close to 50 this week. He's playing good footy, so I don't see any cons about it. Yeah.
0: Cool. All right. Um Offerhand Gowey for owners hit back with a decent score last week. But that's all there is that I can see inside that tired side. I do want to hear from Paulie about Adam Dewey when he gets back, though, so hold on to that one for a little bit. Um, Moving to the Shark side, and Nico Hines rewarded owners last week with a very good score um, and rewarded the faith of those who captained him.
3: Is he a good captaincy option again this week, or, or would you try and go Cam Murray instead? Yeah, that's a tough one. That's a tough one, mate. To be honest, I think you can flip a coin. Uh, Hines is predicted at sixty six, so. Um, mm Yeah, I. Yeah, Murray. Yeah, I might go Murray this week. Yeah,
0: fair. Um, Change it up. Scoop, I know McInnes had a below-average score last week, and seeing Finucane back on the side, I've, I think some people are going to be a bit nervous about that. Should they be nervous for as McInnes owners?
2: Yeah, I think they should, especially considering that down week last week. Uh, I see a lot of people thinking about trading Tohu after that bad score. I, if you had to trade one of the two, I'd go McInnes before Tohu.
0: Yeah, do you agree with that, Scotty and Roscoe? If you've got to trade out one of Tohu or McInnes, would you, which one would you trade? Yeah,
3: I'm trading McInnes out this week for Munster. There you go. Tribe spoken. Go.
0: The tribe yeah. has spoken. Yeah, McInnes, you are the weakest link. Goodbye. Joyce, um, nothing else there that, to write home about in that shark side, is there really? Nothing you guys can see.
3: I think Rameen goes big this week. Yeah? Yeah, I think Rameen, if you want a bit of, bit of a pod. Um, but, yeah, other than that, Dykes isn't the worst cash-down option either, I think, so In a cash-down option. Dykes is probably the best one out of the lot. Yeah, um, especially it, if
1: you
0: really. Miller, Miller's on the wing. That's, that's not a bad shout now because Miller's not going to take his spot. Yeah, that's right. Um, yeah, there's not too much else going on, though, that I can see in those. Um, let's move to the Broncos and the Knights. Um, so Tamari Martin has been recalled to fullback. Branco Lee has come in for Mariner at, in the centres. Toby um, Heatherington's at 13. Billy Walters and Jake Turpin switch around. Uh, not too much else. Hosking owners, if if you're out there, Hosking owners would be hopefully, would be hoping that he somehow makes it into the Broncos team. As for the Knights, Tex Hoy is at fullback with Gagai and Best in the centres. Adam Clune comes into the team with um, my mate Clifford dropping out with a broken arm. Matt Croker comes in at starting lock. Uh, for the side with Mitch Barnett out this week. Uh, Jacob Saifidi is in the team and David Clemmer returns to the team after missing a week. Um, It's not... all right. let's start with the Broncos side. Um, Well, I I mean, we've got Payne Haas and We kind of had this conversation last week, but if you've got a choice this week, guys, between Payne, Haas and Cam Murray, which one should you go? Murray.
1: I don't think that's up for debate. I think Murray's definitely heads and shoulders above everyone
0: else. Yeah. And so the only reason if you haven't got Haas already that you're talking about getting Haas would be is you don't have the money to get Murray. Um and then credit to you. Um, is there anything else in that Bronco side really quickly that you wanna to touch on? No, the boys
1: spoke about Reynolds before. are uh, oh, you go Fluggy.
5: Sorry, I was just just on, on your point just there. Um, something that I'm starting to find is um, Payne Haas really stood out in that Broncos side when they were a struggling side. It was similar to Frizzell when he was at the Dragons. His fantasy scores were unbelievable because he was he was the workhorse of the team, and that's what Payne Haas has been for for so long. Now that the Broncos are starting to get up a little bit, the load's starting to share, and his fantasy scores are taking a hit. And that's where we're seeing the I, I think where we're seeing Payne Haas's scores coming down from from where it has been as of late because he's got. A few workhorses around him now, able to share out that load. So that's where yeah. I think Murray does go ahead of pass.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think that's a great point, um, Roscoe. You just started talking then about Adam Reynolds, mate. Now, yeah, I don't. If you, I don't think he's a bad shout. I think if you have a look on face value, um, the Broncos' their draw that they have over the next few weeks um, is very favourable. But it, it's it's then trying to work out if you get a good Broncos team or if you get the dodgy team that's on a bit of a slide. So in theory, mm. the Broncos versus the Knights, Broncos should rack up a lot of points this game, and Adam Reynolds will get a few extra points from kicking goals. And then,
1: yeah, I think I think that should be the case. Um, I, I think so. I think I think the Bronx will win this. Just. Um, I just don't know which side, like you said, comes out. But I think it would be off the back of Reynolds. I think he's got to start turning it around. And in the last couple of weeks, he hasn't yeah. really been the predominant playmaker. And I think the message will come where he will be.
5: So,
0: yeah. Yeah, that's, that's kind of what I'm thinking. Um, originally, I had looked at something like that. Over the next few weeks, uh, Broncos have Newcastle, an injury-riddled Melbourne, They have Parramatta, and then they have St. George for the last round. Now, it could be a situation that three out of those four games could be a situation where the Broncos put on a lot of points. Um, But equally, in four out of those games, in four of those games, the Broncos could not turn up. So someone like Reynolds is definitely not without risk if you're looking for someone under 700K in your halves. He's absolutely a pod, but, yeah, it could be a tricky, just have some tricky games coming up. Um, Paulie, just to have you back, mate, Um, wanted to get your opinion on Adam Dewey. We, we kind of skipped past him before. What's your thoughts on Adam Dewey at the moment, Paulie?
4: Yeah, I've got him. I've got him. I'm yep. planning on holding him. And, you know, I mean, he scored 58 where he basically didn't have a great game. Tigers lost um, to a team that they were expected to beat. So, you know, I just think that he's um, a guy that, in his upside, he could get as high as 80.
0: The, the point that was brought up before, Paulie, was that um, without Hastings in the team, that there might be a bit of trouble, might have spelt a bit of trouble overall for, for Dewey, um, especially given he was on such a low score for the majority of that game. Yeah,
4: he's not a hard um
0: one.
4: Dewey's not a yeah. half, So obviously the Tigers are going to struggle, um, you know, without both Hastings and Brooks um Madden it's a big it's a big ask for him to step into that that role. Um yeah, we'll just see what happens but do it doesn't really matter do he keeps goals do he's got to do everything. He's like a Jack White and uh for the Raiders so he's going to keep scoring well in fantasy.
0: Yeah, absolutely. All right. Um well let's move over to the Knights for now. Um Dan Gagai came back finally with a decent score, um, but shouldn't be someone that's on your radar. Uh, Clemmer owners, if you either sold him last week, maybe a little bit unlucky. If you own him, I think you're probably sitting very comfortably and hoping that he gets some really good minutes this week. Fingers crossed, being that he uh, everything's been cleared up at the club and everything like that. Um, Floggy, how do you see? Clever going this week, you think he gets a reasonable score or do you think his minutes get managed maybe a little bit?
5: (laughs) Well, considering him getting managed minutes was the whole reason why he blew up in the first place. But um, I think, look, they could play it many different ways, bro, unfortunately. They could literally play him minimal minutes to kind of make a further example just to make sure he's not going to do it again. it, but uh, it's really hard. This is this this is the questions for those bottom eight teams, especially ones that look the chances of the eight are gone. Uh, they can do they could do anything then, but like these are these are fantasy killer teams now because they will change minutes, they will change players. It's it could do anything, but given given his form and how he's been, if if they're playing it right and they they they're playing for their best foot
0: forward. He, he should have good solid minutes. Yeah, uh, Scotty, would you agree with that, mate? Or, or do you think because last week you were you're were a bit uncertain about where you what people should do with Clammer?
3: Oh yeah, I think he's going to go nuts this week. I really do. Yeah. I'm backing him. I'm backing him this week for sure.
5: Agree. Yeah. he will play off his
0: head. Yeah. yeah, yeah,
3: he's he's got he'll have the crazy eyes out
0: this week. He, that's the best David Clemmer is when he's got the crazy eyes. I think that's. I think we all love the crazy eyes. Um, Tyson Frizzell is another one that a few people picked up throughout the season. Um, definitely not someone that's probably on anyone's radar at this point in time, although he could be about to have to do a lot of work with, within this side. Um, guys, anyone else in either the Broncos or the Knights side that we want to talk about?
5: There's too, much, um, there's too much ups and downs on both of these sides. So Knights,
0: a lot of downs, and unfortunately, that also reflects in fantasy too. So, yeah. Yeah, so, absolutely. Yeah. All right. Well, the Raiders and the Dragons are the first Sunday game, and we have Fogarty. So, Scoop, we'll come back to you and talk to you about Fogarty. Um, Emre Gula moves into the prop rotation with Tarpane out with injured ribs. Corey Horsburgh moves onto the bench. Uh, for the Dragons, there is not a lot going on, although they just keep chopping and changing their forwards. Uh, DeBallon's at prop, Laurie's at prop, Maguire's in the second row, Sewer's in the second row, Michael Molo is at lock with Woods, Fuimeono, Burns on the interchange. Uh, Cody Ramsey is listed amongst the reserves, so he could move into that side with Embiid possibly moving onto to the interchange and Terrell Sloan moving out. All right, so, Scoop, let's start with you, Jamal Fogarty.
2: Yeah, there were probably four options last week for the halves replacements. Two of them absolutely went bananas and two flopped, and I picked one of the flops. Fogarty, 38. I was hoping the Raiders could walk the walk after hyping up that they could match it with the Panthers. I just have to cross my fingers and pray that he does well in this last run of soft games. But yeah, if you've got if you went monster, you're a mile happier than if you went Fogarty.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, his halves partner did a fair bit of work last week too, though. So Jack Watton had a fair bit, basically, had the team on his shoulders. He's gone a seventy six and a forty six in his last two games. Um, Would would you? In hindsight, would you have gone Whiten or would
2: you still have gone out of the two of them? Would you still have gone Fogarty? Probably still Fogarty given the past scores that he's got because he's got what two thirties now, a 70 in a bunch of 50s. Whiten will yeah. get you a couple of those big scores but then go and give you a bunch of high 30s. So I, I'm happy that I'm happier with Fogarty than Whiten but. Yeah, it, at the moment it's the other way around. Hopefully it corrects for my sake, but who knows?
0: Yeah, fingers crossed, fingers crossed. Especially this week, they should be able to, Fogarty should go pretty well. Um, uh, Roscoe, you, I don't know if you're a Hudson Young owner, but you've been pretty keen on Hudson Young over the, the last couple of weeks.
1: Go, Huddy. He's awesome, he's a gun. Good pot if you got him. He'll be um, he'll be going upwards as well from here on in, I reckon.
0: Absolutely. Adam Elliott owners are sitting pretty, especially with that little bit of, with that sort of bench happening. Um, so if you're an Adam Elliott owner, well done. I know Paulie and I, we're probably one of the few that aren't Adam Elliott owners, and we hate it every time we score as well. Um that's the other one that I kind of wanted to quickly touch on. The other Raider, um, and my reason is I expect him to do quite well with Tarpanay out. Is Josh Papali? Um, Scotty, would if if you had had the trades up your sleeve, would you be looking at someone like a Papali this week? Mm, yeah,
3: he's definitely a pot option, but yeah. Look, I think there's better options around his price points. Uh... Nah, I wouldn't potentially like just personally, but I can see. Yeah. I can see why people would get him in if he got fifty-five minutes with all his offloading ability. He'll go over for a meat pie this week as well. Yeah. So, so um, he's gone, yeah, I don't think he's the worst option.
0: He's gone seventy-three, fifty-three, fifty-five, all from fifty to fifty-five minutes, um, last three games. So, mm. yeah. It would be would be one. I don't that I'd, mind it. I'd be looking at especially if you're low on cash. Um, he's only priced at six hundred and sixty-four k. So if you're low on cash, he might be one that you could look at getting in as well. Um, yeah. Also to note as well with that one, so when Goula comes into the side
5: as well, the the rotation does change up a little bit. Because um, he, he, Gula does play a lot similar, so they do share, tend to share it a little bit more. But um, I think if you're looking at Papali'i, just be prepared. Look, those those numbers can stay up, but they can they can also um, go down as well. Don't forget this. I think, when was it? I think it was last year, especially near the end of the, the season. He was he was getting a lot more bench time as well. So just um, just be aware of that. We've we've been wary of Raiders players all year because of they they just have that forward pack um, that they can just uh, change around those minutes because they have they have the numbers to do it. So just um, just be wary of that. But yeah, these numbers are going good
0: so far. Yep. Now, Paulie, um, do we have any word yet on how long Tarpinai is going to be out, or is it a rib injury and that could be any length of time?
4: I'm pretty confident if they win this week, he'll be back next week.
0: Yeah, okay. So, what should owners do if they're a tough man? Or is this just one that you have to hold he's and hard, hope for the best?
4: Holding. Yeah, he's too, he's too good.
0: Just gotta hold him. Yeah. All right. Um, let's move over to the dragon side. And the big one that jumps out to me in the dragon side is Ben Hunt. Uh, Scoop. He's really the only one that I'd be looking at if you were looking for a dragon's player, and really only if you're looking for a half. Like there's nothing else I can see in that dragon's side.
2: Yeah, like and as we were saying, there's just there's too many other options and at this stage of the season you want the top guns. Munster should be your one of your top priorities this list. Monster and Murray, as I was saying earlier. Dylan Brown not quite as enticing anymore because Moses is coming back, but Ben Hunt sitting well, down the list in terms of players you'd want to bring in for your final squad. So I'd probably look elsewhere.
0: Yeah. Um, Roscoe, can you see anything in that Dragon side to give people hope, Dragons fans hope?
1: Uh, in terms of fantasy or real
0: life? <laughs> <laughs> either. Either, mate, because I'm struggling uh, mate.
1: Um, I think it's they're just going to go for the reboot, so side of things now, invest in next year. So, um, the sooner they start blood in the young guys and move on, the better.
0: Makes me very nervous when I see a one eyed Josh McGuire in the second row, that makes me kind of nervous. Um, so I think they're in a bit of trouble, the Dragons this week. Yeah, Yeah, I agree. All right, let's move on to the last game of the round, and that is the Titans versus the Seagulls. Now, for the Titans, Patrick Herbert comes in on the wing uh, with Greg Marzu dropping back to the interchange. Um, Isaac Liu is starting in the 13 jersey with Aaron Clark moving into the 9 after Aaron Booth had one of the most terrific injuries I've ever seen. Um. Tanner Boyd is still the seven, which is really good. Uh, as for Manly, Ruben Garrick is continuing on. Kieran Foran is named, even though he had ice on his hamstring last week. Um, Olikowasu and Davy are the second row, with Sipley coming in at prop. On the bench, A uh, is uh, one of the interchange members that joins the team, uh, especially with Paseca out this week. Josh Schuster is the other one that we all are kind of watching, but he is in the reserves um, and he looks like he needs to just spend some time running on a treadmill before he even gets a chance to play. All right. Um, Titan side. Well, how do we feel about David Fafita last week? He managed to get a 50 against Melbourne. Well, considering he didn't do much, I think
5: he'd be pretty, pretty happy. happy. 50, um, I mean, David's normally the the one who scores those big high-scoring runs where he just makes one run and it's worth 30 points. Didn't do it and scored 50, though. So, I mean, he'd be pretty happy, right?
0: Yeah, well, that's what I'd be thinking. He, he's done really well. Um, and this week against Manly, the, there is that opportunity for some – for some tackle breaks and things like that. So he could do reasonably well this week. Um, unfortunately for owners, Aaron Booth is out. So that looks like um, a sell if you can. Although you might have other other bigger problems in your team that you might need to deal with. Um, where does that leave people who picked up Aaron Clark, though, Scoop?
2: Not in a very happy place. I did Marnie to Clark the week all the eels injuries happened, and they had a good game. So Aaron Clark back at Hooker where he doesn't score as well isn't doing me any favours. I'll be interested to see what the rotation still is because Tino's still moved into prop. So what happens to you versus Clark moving around, or whether Clark just stays on and plays eighty at Hooker? I'm not sure exactly what happens now, but maybe slightly positive, but I'm not expecting 50 every week anymore.
0: Yeah. Yeah, no, fair. Um, Scotty, is there really much else in that Titan side? No, Firmore's had a couple of good games, but there's really not much else going on, is there? No, nothing at all. Move on. All right, well, let. That- Moving on is the best idea, and let's move to Ruben Garrick. Now, Roscoe, Ruben Garrick was one of your other captaincy options last week. You didn't end up going with him, but he had a reasonable game. Probably not the highlights he that we were did. hoping for.
1: Yeah, it just wasn't the night. So yeah. um, could definitely be back on the cards again this week. With, um, I think it's going to be a real DCE game this one. So, yeah, if, yeah, if DCE's on then Garrick
0: will be on, I reckon. That's what I was about to say. This feels very much like a DCE game. And if it's a DCE game, that normally means it's an Ola Kawatu game as well.
1: Sure does. So he could be
0: one to, one to look at. Um, Paulie, if you've got a choice between Ola Kawatu and Hudson Young and Sean Lane, which way would you go oh, this week? I like Hudson Young, personally. Yeah. What about you, Floggy? Which way would you go?
5: Uh, I've always um, liked and preferred Olakawatu. Though Sean Lane has, has been a bit of a bit of a dark horse this season. Didn't really. It's not really making the highlight reels, but he's scoring pretty well. So, but I, I don't know. Ol is usually the, the the sturdier option. So the problem I love,
4: Floggy I love him. is Ola seems to be carrying an injury.
5: Yeah, is it needles or so, just getting there? Got, up before the game dropping on his leg. So, he's yeah. probably a bit riskier to pick up
0: now. Yeah.
5: Okay. All right. Well, I mean, it all still comes down, like to what we were saying before. You've got Ricky and his, and his rotation. I mean, if, if the, the lane's rotation is going to stay where it is, then if that's the case, then I guess lane is the more safer option of the three then.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Look, I don't think you're going to go wrong whichever way you go. I I don't think it's going to be that bad. Um, Paulie, that looks like we're pretty much done. So before we kind of do anything else, I'd love to have a chat chat with you about the new thing coming out from NRL Fantasy, NRL Mixer. Tell us about NRL Mixer, Paulie.
4: Yeah, it's going to be an interesting product because – it's the first time they've um, in- introduced fantasy, an element of fantasy for NRLW. So I think right now what um, is going to be fun about it is there's three aspects. One is you've got to pick three players from each team, uh, yep. each top, I should say. Two is the um, prizes they're putting out, a pretty, pretty, uh, pretty big increase on, on current, so that's exciting. And three is it's, it's each week, these big prizes. There is an overall element as well, but it's only what, for the next seven weeks. After yeah. The time, next weekend. So, you know, it's easy enough for people just to keep an eye on it and, and play it. It probably going to make it difficult for all of us, more difficult for all of us. we are going to be coming up against the more casual players, but some of them might roll the dice successfully and cause a few upsets. So, yeah, we're really... It will really uh, be a good test for, for the regular fantasy players and also a good one to tell you, to your friends about and and that to say, Oh give it a try because if they like it they might want to play a regular fantasy next
0: year. Yeah, absolutely, Paulie. Um I was having We've a look actually through. got a
5: cont too on the Discord. Um we cracked one of those open this afternoon. So I don't know if you ever yeah. wanted to drop it on here or whatever, but no.
0: Thanks, Floggy. That was going to be where I was looking to head to, mate. So, yeah, absolutely, guys. There is a flog. Uh, thanks to Floggy, there is a Discord competition going. Um, guys, I did want to kind of have a just go through it a little bit. So, there is um, $2,000 for the overall winner after seven weeks. Um, that's the same amount of prize money as for winning overall in fantasy, but fantasy, you get all the added bonuses of going to uh, NRL Magic round as part of the bonus prize, not just the $2,000. Each week, every round winner, number person who comes first gets uh, $500. Second gets $250 for the round wins. Um, Guys, the the biggest part for this year and, and for a lot of regular fantasy players is going to be picking... The women. Um, We're talking through this. I was talking through this with a few people, Scotty. Now, there's probably a couple of locks for the men that you probably should just look at. Guys like Damien Cook, Cam Murray. um, that They seem like guys that most people end up running with for for the hooker or mid positions. Um, But is there any kind of females that are jumping out at you as probably ones that you'd be looking to pick up in this comp?
3: Yeah, I'm just going to pick all the hot birds. Just uh, I mean, it just comes to mind. Jess uh, yeah, so I,
0: I, yeah. I remember you being a big fan
3: of Just uh, So. Mate. <laughs> yeah, I'll be jumping on that. Uh, yep. Um, and, what's her name? Br- Brigginshaw, She's pretty good, isn't she? Is she yes. from
0: Broncos? She's the Broncos uh, um, halfback.
3: And, and and who's the fullback? Uh, the gun one. Um, it, I don't. Uh, I don't
0: Tom tonagato at the tonigato Dragons. for the Dragons. Yeah, yeah, yeah that one. Yeah, yeah. She, she's very talented. Know. Again. Um, what about Scoop? Have you managed to have a bit of a look at the women yet for the mixer? No, Four
1: no, men. I have. I haven't.
2: Yeah, I haven't had a look at it yet. I only f- found out about it. In the last couple of hours, so I haven't had a chance to play around with it much. Be good fun. What
0: What about you, Floggy? Have Have you had a bit of a look at any any of the women yet for playing the mixer? Yeah, a couple of the mids. Um, uh, Brill,
5: brilliant, Brill for the Roosters and Hall for the Broncos. That's that's look pretty good. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just been juggling around a little bit. I get.
4: I reckon this will be a sneaky one to pick pick the NRW players for I reckon that might be a way of a little bit of a sneaky tactic yeah. because I think they do a lot of like the top tier ones. And then you can, can try to yeah. find some NRL men's players that would yeah. play be as well as an NRL men. Yeah, I, I think
5: that's um, it's a good shout because it yeah. generally does. I mean, tackle's a tackle and people are running at you, right? So, um, I think one of the key questions that i found popping up quite a bit is um, how to find the stats for the NRLW players as well, because a lot of people are so used to following so many of their fantasy sites. But obviously, it's not built to take on um, the NRLW stuff yet. Um, what I was able to find was mostly just at, at nrl.com.au, so... That's where I found mine. But have you guys got any any other places you've been able to find much?
0: I went back through to a couple of the uh, women's games, went back through Match Centre, looking at a few of those games from earlier this year to have a look at some stuff, um, particularly some of the rep games, was looking at a few players there. That's how I've had a bit of a look at stuff as well. Yeah, it's good. Uh,
5: it's good. It's, it's just been... Because it, um, I mean, I'm sure it's been in the works for quite a while, but um, a lot of the, the fantasy fantasy sites, because it's the first product
0: for the
5: NRLW, there's not a whole lot of information out there at the moment. So. So, yeah. um,
0: um. So I've got one that one of the women that I'm looking at for for my team. I'm looking at for fullback is Romy T- I'm not sure how to pronounce her last name. Titzel, T E I T Z E L. Um, so she's listed in the fullback position, but is looking likely to play in the back row, um, and has a 50 point average when she plays in the back row. So I'm looking at her as possibly one to fill my fullback position for the mixer. So, um, um,
5: Foggy, also while you're here, mate, how's the how's the Discord team travelling? Yeah, mate, going well. We've got uh, three trades uh, remaining. There was a big big few weeks where there was three trades constant because we were all we were, we were sitting pretty, pretty. so we had the, the luxury of doing it. So we've got three to go. looks like we're not doing any trades this week, so it gives me an easier job. But uh, we're sitting at 853 overall. We had a pretty good round last round. at I think we got 1152. So pretty solid That's round this week. Well. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Or yeah, just another week, but um, more jealous about the Discord team than my own.
0: Yeah, another another good round though. It's done really well.
5: Yeah, um, it has. It's been good. So we'll just try and keep it keep up the um. the the involvement and I'll keep the polls coming. But yeah, as it gets on, it's obviously going to start quieting down because a lot of it's about trades and um, trades aren't really a thing much anymore. So anyone who's got them, try and save them if you can.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And especially for you guys, you guys have got, as the Discord team, you've got those three trades. They're going to be valuable over the next couple of weeks. So I look forward to seeing this team grow um, guys, thanks everybody for all your help tonight. Um, been lots of great discussion. I can't wait to I can't wait to go back through this over um, over the next couple of days, and look forward to fantasy this weekend. Thanks, guys. Good night.
5: Now, welcome mate.